Janet today, Janet tomorrow, Janet forever. The Janet Jackson podcast where two cousins discuss all things Janet Jackson. Today we are going to talk about Janet Jackson's I Want You. My name is Courtney and I'm here with my cousin. Cousin Cam. Hey Cam, how you feeling? I'm feeling pretty good. What about yourself? How you feeling? I'm on the mend. You know, I had a rough week last week, but let me just tell you about my yesterday. Ooh, do tell. It was all little nothing. Sometimes little things just like make all the difference. For me, one of my simple pleasures is like a new toothbrush. (laughs) But yesterday was like a whole day of like new toothbrushes. Okay, good. You only got so many teeth. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> so I don't even want to tell this, but I'm going to tell it anyway. So like the exit that I get off the highway coming from work, there tends to be panhandlers there, homeless people collect the money. Right. I usually try to keep something in the car, you know, so I can give folks. And I didn't have anything, but I had my window down and I'm sitting there and there's this guy that I can see him. He usually isn't at that intersection. He's like across the street. And I have seen him before. And I'm like, man, he is really cute. So this time he was on my side of the street. So I got caught by the light. And so I'm sitting there and my window's down and he's standing outside my window. And he walks past and he comes back to the window. And he's like, I just have to tell you, you are so beautiful. And I was in there like, also, you are easy on the eye as well. (laughs) What is is going on? What? What? So we just chat while we're waiting for the light. He tell me some scriptures and we just chit chat. Talk about how I had really made his day because he was feeling very insecure. He's like, I never had a beard, you know, until I got in this situation. And now I got all this hair on my face. And he's like, you really made me feel good about myself today. And I was like, you made me feel good, too. So y'all just made each other feel good. <laughs> we just had a moment at the light. <laughs> so that was like one of my toothbrushes. Then... I had to go get some dinner, Whole Foods. I haven't been feeling well, so I didn't really own any food. So I was like, I'm not cooking. I'm just going to get something. So I went to Whole Foods. And this chocolate bar that I was actually going to order off the internet because they don't have a store here. Girl, the Whole Foods had it. Oh. So I got my chocolate bar, and it really was life-changing. It was like the best thing that had ever happened in my life. (laughs) So then, girl, come home to find out. My favorite Netflix show is back, season three of One Day at a Time. <laughs> oh, my Lord. I thought you. I thought. I thought. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you really like that show. <laughs> I do. I love it. I had to like pace myself because I didn't want to watch it all at once. But let me tell you, the first episode already, <laughs> there was a Janet Jackson reference. <laughs> I was like, yes, I accept this. This is my day of redemption. It had been a rough week. And uh, Friday was just, hey, no complaints. Can I tell you what all I got from that? I got toothbrush, cute guy, chocolate, and Netflix and chip. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Pretty perfect. That's a good summary. So, but now I don't want you going that way and keep looking for the guy. You not. (laughs) Listen, I already decided. I was like, I might take him something next time I see him. (laughs) What did you ask him, like, if he had any type of skills or something? Maybe you could help him. I'm not hiring. (laughs) I mean, no skills, cuz. I mean, maybe he knows construction or something like that. That's what I meant. I don't know what you meant. We didn't didn't get that far. Because y'all was too busy in the bubble. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the light was only like 90 seconds. So it was like we didn't have a lot time to cover a lot. (laughs) Because you know that I want you. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so <laughs> let us get into some Janet Jackson news. 
Yes, yes. A lot yes. has happened in a short time since it's been since we talked. And it seems like it was years ago, but it just just happened a couple of weeks ago where uh, Janet got the Lifetime Achievement Award. 2019 Carnival Choreographers Ball Award. Yeah. That's a lot to say. It is. <laughs> I'm be honest. It was my first time hearing of this. Same. And I watched several clips of, you know, different performances. And I was like, wow, I really been missing They really out. put this, on. Like, they really went nice. all out. Yeah. Great production. I mean, I even checked out some from, like, 2018 last year. I was like, okay. This ain't no, just throw it together and you come. These people put in work. There were so many surprises of that night, too. Mm-hmm. I have to admit that Paula did a great job with her tribute to Janet. So kudos to Paula. I think everybody should watch the video, especially who, who celebrities who do tributes at award shows. Mm-hmm. That's how you do a mm-hmm. tribute. <laughs> I just want to say that. Yeah, later that night, Paula posted what Ooh. an honor it was to present to my incredibly talented friend and someone I consider a sister, Janet Jackson, with her Lifetime Achievement Award at the Carnival Choreographer's Ball last night. So well deserved. I think she was the best person for it because she actually kind of made me flashback or took us back to a time to where she saw the drive that Janet was, you know, had back then. And she was and she said this numerous times during the speech. She was just thankful that Janet trusted her to bring in something new and something fresh. Where at a time where Janet was really trying to prove a point and trying to, you know, become her own artist. And Paula didn't make it a me moment. She was just really genuinely happy to be there. And she just showed so much love. And it just felt And it was a surprise, too, because if you saw that little clip of them backstage, which was too short, like, I need people to post longer clips. Uh, But, you know, Janet is telling her, like, I I didn't know you would be here. Like, this is the best surprise. And so I just thought that that was so cute to have them together. And I really didn't realize how young Paula was. She was, like, 17, 18 years old too when this was happening and so they really were trying to they were kind of coming into this together and I think too we have to give Paula some credit for really building and this is me inferring I don't know and I didn't really get to Mm -hmm. listen to all the speech Mm so uh, shame on me Uh, but this is me inferring I think we got to give Paula some credit for giving Janet dance confidence like some dance chops because Mm-hmm. You know, I think she had a harder time on fame because everyone was a trained dancer. And so I think maybe I'm inferring she felt a little out of place in fame and maybe they made her feel like she wasn't as good as they were. Mm-hmm. That's that's possible. And I think Paula started to change that. She believed in her and she choreographed dances that looked good on her specifically for her. And really iconic moves that Janet is still doing on stage today. Right. So, yeah, I think I really appreciated seeing that sisterhood and seeing them together again. And it was also nice, the tributes from the other dancers, especially. Oh, yeah. I couldn't even hear, you know, they had Barry Lather, they had Tina, a bunch of other folks. But I couldn't even hear when Sean came on. Like, the crowd was so loud. Oh, yeah. Every clip that I watch. The crowd, either I was getting commentary or all I could hear was screams. And I'm just like, y'all, <laughs> can y'all give me a second just to kind of hear what they're saying or enjoy this moment for a minute? Can they enjoy that moment? They were there. 
Well, then don't YouTube it. Because <laughs> I want to enjoy it. No. Um, I did watch several of the tributes. My favorite was uh, Travis Payne with Scream and Knowledge. He killed that. And, of course, I love the Made for Now. It, they kind of put a different interesting spin. But the kids killed it with that one. But Travis Payne's definitely stepped, st- stuck out with me. And, of course, crush time, crush time. Uh, Terrell showed up. <laughs> yes. Yes, I still love some 3T. One of them should have <laughs> married me. I'm for real. Would look good in the family portrait. Uh, but, yes. And he doesn't. Only thing I can say about Terrell is he's aging great to me. They all are. They all. Three T look like they're stuck in a some kind of space time continuum. Yeah, they're taking care of themselves. Like, oh, if we if we're yeah. talking about so when family I, members that look really good, I feel like nobody is really trying to hear me on this. But we need to acknowledge that Jackie Jackson aging oh, incredibly yes. well, and not just aging well, because I always kind of get hung up on that. Like, what should people do? Like, age just happens. But he looks great and i'm not talking about he looks young because you don't need to look young to look great he looks great can i just say something uh and i'll don't laugh don't laugh but i was watching victory <laughs> tour footage and jackie had to be in his going into his 40s around that time or maybe mid 30s okay i ain't gonna age him like that but jackie had a six pack in 84. Jackie had an eight pack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure that if he took that shirt off, it's still some packs under there. It's still some packs. Dude, it's solid. <laughs> I see why Oprah was like, I got to meet him before I go off air. Right. Yeah. Like, I didn't really get it back then when I was a, cause I was a kid when I was on TV, but I get it now. <laughs> oh, I get it. So, yeah, give Jackie his props. I don't know if it's that some vitamin water, some herbs he take it. But he, yeah, he keeping himself up. <laughs> he keeping it together. <laughs> uh, get on Jackie Jackson. My fault, probably, but I just, I feel like this is, we, this is not disgusting enough. <laughs> okay, but let's get back to that night. So that same night, like before the Lifetime Achievement Award uh, ceremony that same night. She had a private show in Vegas where I didn't even know anything yeah. about. Like people were kind of chattering about it on Twitter. And I'm like, what are y'all talking about? There's no show tonight. And they was right. There was very much a show. And uh, she debuted a new look. Now, some people were saying that this new look was like kind of a throwback to the Velvet Rope era. Mm-hmm. I just think Janet just decided to kind of, I guess, punk it up punk rock it up a little bit i like it it is like a glam punk look i like it yeah that's what i'm looking for to say yeah and i think it was bold and for 2019 that's kind of saying okay i'm gonna make some moves i ain't gone nowhere that one single was just the tip of the iceberg there's more to come so i love it i i did not have any complaints and i do love the shot where she's in the mirror you know working on her mm-hmm. face getting it you know getting her game face together so i have no complaints about miss yeah Jenny the look is fire movie. and i actually kind of wanted to see some black lipstick with mm-hmm. that look but you know i take it was perfect like i am excited for whatever yeah. is upcoming and this is how she hook you too this is how she makes yeah. you go see the show 45 times because <laughs> she gonna change two elements and you're like oh i gotta go back uh, but yeah so <laughs> circle on back I'll be right on in there but yeah just the clips that I saw online of that performance 
in Las Vegas looked amazing. And so I'm excited for shows. Uh, I think we're recording this on Tokyo, Feb 10. So she got a show coming tomorrow, maybe. Pretty soon. Because I saw an Instagram story where she was saying how much she loved Tokyo. Yeah, so, they're yeah. already in Japan. They've been posting. And that's so cute, too. Like, she's actually somewhat doing her own Instagram, which is hilarious <laughs> because it's never really a good shot. If she's doing it, it's going to be a terrible <laughs> shot. It's going to be like half of her face or way too close. Or even when she's like trying to show what she's looking at, it's not. It's all wonky. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a great selfie taker either. I do have a selfie stick and the selfie stick does help. It only, it only helps me for group pictures. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah. I got y'all. <laughs> yeah, I'm not great at it. But yeah, Janet's really terrible at it. And that is part of the appeal. Like, I love that it is like not perfect and that she's just having a good time. And I also love, I hope she doesn't feel pressure because we always want to see her all the time, right? Like if if she streams 24 hours a day, there will be some of us who would not sleep or we like would sleep and shift so we could tell each other what happened. But I don't, I hope she doesn't feel pressure to do that. Like I, there, her MO used to just be hit them hard, tour, 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 and then just go away. And I hope that she is still able to find a balance where she has her time to recharge without feeling stressed about should I be posting or should I be texting? And I'm saying that wholeheartedly knowing that I would love it if she did those things. Like if she And it was funny as you were saying that, I was thinking about the guy with the sprinkling a little salt on the meat. I'm like, just sprinkle us a little bit, Jenny, a little bit at a time. <laughs> exactly. Don't overdo it, girl. Just give us a little here, a little there. Yeah, exactly. I'll be happy. <laughs> I take it too, for sure, for sure. Now, I know the answer to this question, but you know that Maroon 5 performed on the Super Bowl, and you know our girl name came up again. Of course, of course. (laughs) It's all my ass. (laughs) Number one, did you watch the Super Bowl? And by any chance, did you catch that halftime performance? I did not watch the Super Bowl. Um, You know, I'm still on my... No NFL kick. Yes, I stand with cap. Um, So I didn't watch, but I was online because once again, the Janet community has managed to usurp Super Bowl (laughs) Sunday and make a Janet Jackson Appreciation Day. So I was online constantly because there was just so many good tweets and just so many pictures and everything. And it was just a lot of fun. So when he went on stage, I knew almost immediately because people started tweeting about the double standard. So apparently during his show, he took his shirt off. Yes. And we got some um man boobs. Yeah, yeah, we got some man boobs. Some some like unsolicited man boobs. Like who asked for this? Um Yeah. And so it was really interesting to me to see the comments and to see so many people from so many spectrums, like men, women, black, white, who were like, okay, so we, in very recent history, tried to ruin a woman's career for accidentally showing us a small portion of her nipple. And this dude could just be naked, you know, waist up and fully naked uh, at the halftime show. Like, isn't that a double standard? And it was really interesting to me, the people who were like really self-owning, who were saying things like, well, he's a man. And well, she showed her nipple and I was like, well, we're first of all, we're looking at his nipples. But I guess my biggest concern is like, why do we readily accept that a woman's body has to be clothed, 
and is viewed in a sexual context all the time. And she must be shamed all the time. And a man can just be half naked when he wants to, whether we ask for it or not, which, again, I would like to point out, we did not ask for. <laughs> so it's just like, um, I just don't understand the double standard and I don't understand how people don't see the double standard. You know, I've said before that I think she ran into with that 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 precarious intersection of sexism and racism. So she was black and a woman. And so I feel like that was a huge part of it. But how are we just going to pretend like it's not the same thing? Like, how are we going to pretend like a woman's nipple is different from a man's? Like, please, someone help me. I need help. Okay, this is my take on it. I think the Super Bowl, the NFL and the Super Bowl have a serious issue. Most Black entertainers, most pop entertainers, are staying away from this. True. Maybe it's because of the treatment of Cap. Maybe it's the treatment of how the NFL is doing certain things or handling certain issues. Everybody's staring away from it. I mean, Maroon 5 was number pretty much number five on the NFL list because... Rihanna turned it down. Everybody's just turning I think it that's down. That's generous, though. I don't. I think they was probably like thirty-five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, as you know, I watch Super Bowl and I watch the performance. Maroon Five did what they usually do. Do they have bring the energy that you look for for a halftime show? No, because they're a rock pop band. They only have like maybe six hits that I know of. Maybe true fans may know more. And I don't think Adam was just, you know, doing anything out of particular. It's just a part of his routine to take his shirt off. For most people, that was the highlight of the whole performance. <laughs> because when he did it, I wasn't saying, ooh, he took off his shirt. He's, you know, so chiseled. I was thinking, this is what you get from doing yoga? You know, that's <laughs> all that went through my head. I wasn't even thinking. So as later on, after the boring game went off, it was very boring. Then I noticed everybody was saying little stuff about it. And I was like, oh, I did see his man boobs. And yeah, there is a double standard. And I want a Super Bowl performance that doesn't dig Janet's name up just so they can get attention. Hey, man, if they don't stop writing these tired articles every year. Right. But it kind of makes me think. It's time for the NFL and all their sponsors to really sit down and say, hey, in 2004, there was a great Super Bowl performance by a great entertainer who had one slight unplanned accident with her wardrobe. And at the time, we overreact. <laughs> yes. That's it. If they say that, I'm cool. Say you overreacted. And that Janet was treated unfairly and we apologize and be through with it. I'm with you on that one. Yes. Just do that. Because it was so <laughs> overblown. I remember when it happened live, it happened so fast. Nobody even knew what happened. And I swear, and I, I, I haven't watched it in a long, long time. I thought I saw a red flower over her. I honestly didn't feel like I saw a nipple. Am I wrong? You couldn't see it. She had on, I don't know what you call them. I don't know what the technical term is, but it was like a nipple shield. Like it was a. Yeah, like a pastry thing. No, no. It was like a metal. It was like jewelry. Yeah. But it okay. um surrounded the nipple. So it looked it kind of like a starburst. Okay. And I remember that because 
some website I was on had zoomed in and you could see the jewelry and somebody was selling the jewelry. <laughs> like, <laughs> get, a, get a nipple ring just like Janice. <laughs> Janice. <laughs> but, I mean, what's the difference between that and look, Kim? Yeah, you couldn't really see the actual, like, you saw the adornment and you knew a nipple was there. Like, that's where one goes. <laughs> but yeah. you, you really couldn't see it. Until they started slowing it down and showing it over and over and over. So if you were so disgusted by this moment, it seemed to me like we would just move on. But no, you all decided that we're going to dig in. We're going to examine it. We're going to show it over and over and over. And we're going to talk about it nonstop. And so they created the frenzy, not her. The whole world would have moved on in the next second. But at the time, they wouldn't let it go. So now it's so many years later. We're almost, we're pretty much, what, 15 years later? 15 year anniversary and somebody wrote. Yeah. And I think the reason why we're still talking about it is because, once again, the NFL and the Super Bowl and everybody needs to just come together and say, we did. We were wrong. Because <laughs> now if you do it now, it's really no big thing. And also, 100% <laughs> of the population has nipples. Oh my gosh, we all got nipples. <laughs> Just, well, that's not fair. Yeah. Somebody probably doesn't. I don't. I don't want to be rude. I'm gonna that's say right. probably 98 percent of the population has nipples. Mm-hmm. Someone may have an extra nipple, right? So it probably balances <laughs> out. Um, right. but, <laughs> let's move on because I do want to talk a little bit about something that is not quite Janet related, but it is Janet adjacent. Oh boy! Yeah. So I know you've seen the the fury online. So I want to find out what's your take. Miss Jennifer Lopez is slated to perform a Motown tribute at the Grammy Awards. Thoughts? All right. First of all, she's doing a Motown tribute. A good majority of Motown artists are still alive. Donna Ross, Stevie Wonder. Can't they do their own tribute? Number two. To sing Motown, you gotta have a little soulfulness in your voice. I mean, Usher ain't doing nothing. Go get him. J-Hud, y'all get him for everything else. What's she gonna do? Wait, Mr. Postman? I don't think, Grant, I just don't think she's a good fit. And it's not that I'm a hater. I'm just stating that as a music lover, mm-hmm. the person who still loves Motown, mm-hmm. we could have, J-Lo could have been a part of it. But I don't think she should be the headliner yeah, of the that, Motown tribute. I agree. That part confuses me a little bit. And especially as a person yeah. from Motown, it hurt my heart a little bit. And I had to like really sit and think, like, why is this bothering me? And a host of reasons. Um, but number one, the number one reason and no fault of J-Lo. Well, it is a fault. I'm going to tell you what her fault is. But no discredit to her entertainment career. But for this, you don't have the range. That's true. This is not for you. I have no issues with J-Lo. And I've been yeah. a fan since the f- Living Color Fly Girl days. Uh, she yeah. seems like a genuinely nice person. Um, but things come to her that shouldn't come to her. And I need her to say no. That's my issue. This was her moment to say, mm, I'm good. Love, this was enjoy. your moment to say, <laughs> this is not a space that I should occupy. Like, I can think of 40 Jennifers that would be better 
Like, I would even take, what's that dude name? Jackie's? Jackie's? Jacquees. I would no, take no. him before Jennifer Lopez. Flag on the play because I do not want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it either. But I just can't accept that she, in her heart, believed when she was asked to do this. And it may be like, I'm a huge fan of Motown. So, of course, I wanted to pay tribute to them. Got it. I do. Mm-hmm. You could have made a speech. You could have walked out. Baby love. You could have walked out one of the legends. Um, yes. You could have narrated a video uh, documentary about them. Yes. Like, <laughs> I can think of so many ways you could contribute, but this ain't it. Well, we'll talk about it once. We uh, are you watching? Because. You know I'm, I'm not watching, watch. but I will catch the clip. So we'll see. <laughs> we'll, next time you and I chat, we'll get to say maybe I was totally unfair. And now, she did have you, the range. Maybe we will all be surprised. Well, if you know me, I will eat a little crow if I'm wrong. Yeah. But I'm telling you what tribute I am looking forward to. And that's the Aretha Franklin. When I heard Yolanda Adams, she kills these tributes. <laughs> You know, I love Yolanda Adams. Like, I still remember when she um, did the tribute. She's not a couple, but the most recent tribute to Anita Baker. And you bring me joy. You bring me joy. And, you know, that's one of my favorite, favorite, favorite Anita Baker songs. You know, typically your favorite, favorite, favorite song. Nobody is ever going to live up to it. But she did. She did. Girl, I told her to pass around a collection plate. And I was the only one in the room. I'm telling you, if t- you mess up Anita Baker song, what we call you? Anita Faker. Because we like, uh uh-uh. uh. We already mad when so, we hear the chords. Like, oh, wait. I know she ain't about to sing no Anita Baker song. <laughs> <laughs> so, we do have some news. Oh, we did it. We did it. <laughs> we are going to the Rock Hall induction. I'm so excited. I have to find me a plane ticket. Yeah, me too. We should try to coordinate on that here, like, soon. We're <laughs> <laughs> just going to put that out there, put that in the atmosphere. I feel like it's real because we've said it out loud. Now, we sitting high enough to touch the sky. We might we might high-five Jesus while we there. But <laughs> hey, I got a couple of names to give them. <laughs> Be like, Lord, <laughs> I, whatever you do in this season, I got these three names. I need you to bless us. <laughs> Yes, we, well, you will be close enough. You can pass Jesus a note. Because what was funny was you text me and screenshot, and it was like, you are 2,000 in line. Two. I'm like, 2,000? <laughs> the point is, me, be in the building. We in the building, and I have my daddy's deer hunter binoculars on. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I might get a t-shirt to say Cousin Cam. I think you should. You totally should. <laughs> So, you ready to get into our song, You Know That I Want You? So, this week's song, we're talking about I Want You. Uh, Janet Jackson's, I guess, technically second single release from uh, Demita Joe. Yeah, I was kind of like thrown off by that because I was like, second single? And it was like, just a little while was re- was originally like the first single. And I'm just like, oh, I missed that. I missed it Must've. too, completely. Like I have <laughs> literally never heard that song on the radio. This single actually leaked. Yes, back then they were leaking songs. Yes. And Virgin <laughs> Records had to actually make it available on their website. And 
February 22nd. So it would have been a little bit after the whole Super Bowl. But it, the song was actually leaking out to, you know, different spots. Right. But they decided to officially release it on April the 5th. Shout out to my mom. That's her birthday. Mm-hmm. Um, April 5th, 2004. And as you know, <laughs> this this single just didn't get the love or the attention that it deserves. And I think it's like this. This is a hit. This is a gem. Um, I just, oh my gosh, I'm going to get emotional. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is, I love this song. <laughs> I know I you really do. do. I'm really just here so I don't get fined. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because it's it's honestly, if we take away the whole Super Bowl thing, to me, it was, when I heard the song, uh, it was something like Janet was like taking a turn into what was hot right now, but still being Janet with her vocals and everything. And I, it was written by... Harold Lilly, Kanye West, and John Legend. We didn't even know who John Legend was at the at the time. And we only knew Kanye West as a producer who wrote, you know, who produced the beats for The Blueprint to Twister with Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. So and he kept it a secret, believe it or not. Kanye could keep a secret back then. And when he dropped this with Janet, I was like, Kanye done made it. And then the song is good. <laughs> I can listen to this song. With, I'm for real. There's times where I'm just cruising down the highway because I have like a 45 minute drive to work. And all of a sudden I catch myself going, and you know that I want you. That's that's how you know you got us hit. Yeah, I guess with so. Me. Yeah, for, for sure. So when this song didn't get the love that it needed, the attention that it needed, I knew right then, okay, the backlash is real. It kind of made me feel like racism. It's real, you know what I'm right. saying. This oh, was okay, like, so this is this song is when you knew racism was real. Well, not that it was <laughs> wasn't real, because I'm, I'm from the south. I'm it from took Mississippi, you to y'all. <laughs> but I just felt like the backlash was real. It made me realize, like, oh, they really they gunning for Janet. Right. Like, we might have to go to war. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, yeah. because you can't tell me in the era of 106 in part, TRL. That this wouldn't shouldn't have been a top ten yeah, hit. I agree, but listening to it in hindsight, I feel very differently about it. I really didn't appreciate all that was really done to stop this song, and how it still did pretty well. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of people's one of their favorite Janet Jackson songs. Yeah, I did not know that. For me, this song didn't do a lot, partially because it was of the time almost too much. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. It was too on trend, but it was saved a little bit by her vocal arrangement. So Jimmy and Terry helped with that. And when you listen to Janet Jackson songs after, so right, like if you listen to the Velvet Rope, well, no, Velvet Rope's not a good idea because it still is very distinct. Mm-hmm. But maybe if you listen to the Janet album now, you could think of lots of other songs that kind of fit around that time but what your mind doesn't recognize is if you just heard it for the first time now and you're like oh yeah this is a great 90s song but when you heard it in the 90s it was trailblazing it was the album that ushered in all of those other albums that sounded like that one Mm -hmm. and to me this song sounded like too many other things that already existed and so now I feel a little differently about it because it's a good song but I think I didn't appreciate it then because it just got lost in the noise of everything else that was out you're right it did get lost 
And I even asked myself, like, with Kanye and his production, because his signature technique was to take old school songs, put them in his MPC, and create something fresh on top of it with some dope beat. And I was even trying to figure out, had Kanye did anything similar to I Want You with other artists? And I really couldn't find one, because I was like, well, Brandy and, and all these other people. But really, before that time, it's kind of a unique signature Kanye song. Was the Slow Jam song? But he sped the sample up. Are you gonna be? He sampled it. Because I feel like sped... those two Jamie Foxx songs were very reminiscent of... I want you? The style and the drum programming. Not to me. That's fair. I might have to re-listen again. But to me, it just felt like he created this. He took what he was mastering at the time and what she could do on that beat. I don't know. I just fell in love with the song, too. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> like, I don't discount it because I feel like just because I don't necessarily like something or connect with something, that doesn't make it not good. Right. Right. Like a lot of people think like their opinion determines the quality of something. And that's not true. Right. The song talks about you like somebody and you're trying to figure out if they like you, too, or they playing it cool or they just not interested or what's going on. Yeah. And like that's a very relatable song. So I like appreciated that. But when I first heard the song, it really sounded to me like something that should be on Janet Jackson or Dream Street. Only it just had better drum programming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have worked back then. I guess and you're right. My favorite line is, it's like a seesaw when it comes to your love. Boy, when you're up, this girl is down. And I just can't figure it out. And I guess, no, 2004, I was in my, I was 24. About to turn 24. And I remember I had like, I was going through these episodes where I was like, you know, we vibe, we chilling good. And then it's like, we hot and cold. I know I had this big long list of what I was looking for in relationships. And I guess, I guess that's another reason why this connects with me. And it's, it's realistic because I'm pretty sure everybody had those moments like, you know what? We kick it together. We go to the movies together. But sometimes when I text you, it takes you two hours to text me back. Make me feel like, like you, I know you got my text because at the time my new phone lets me know that you read it. <laughs> I mean, I'm for it's real, people so. like you that's the reason I turn off my read receipts. <laughs> Dang it. You don't need to know. <laughs> yes, I do, man. Yes, I do. Because I know you got that. I don't text. need you inferring all of these things. About yes. what I'm thinking. Did I read it? Blah, blah, blah. You'll know when I respond. Yes. <laughs> this is the best one. The true story. Me and this person had the best chemistry. I want you to understand. I was 23, 24. I still try to figure out who I was. And like the only reason why we never hooked up is because I was like, I really can't take the weed smoking. Mm. <laughs> and, I, and then sometimes now I'm like, did I miss out on my soulmate? Because... You won't stop smoking weed. <laughs> no. I, well, you know what? I think that's fair. I think that you know what you can or can't take, right? Like, I don't mind weed smokers, but I don't want it in the house all the time. And I feel like if I take you as a weed smoker, if you smoke every day, all day, and I fall in love with you that way, I think it's very rude of me to expect you to not do that. Uh, right. So, so it's like, um, this may be a deal breaker because I don't want... 
I don't ever want to get in a situation. Obviously, we I hope that we improve each other's lives and we make each other better. But it's never my desire that you become somebody else. Like you should be right. able to be your whole self um, in a relationship. So, yeah, I feel like that's fair. If if that was something that you did not think you would be able to tolerate. Yeah, that's fair. But now it probably wouldn't bother me because I'm just like, do you have a job? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with that. Because <laughs> I believe, like, if you got a good character, you got a good work history. <laughs> From there, you <laughs> said so we can work with it. <laughs> if your seesaw is, is they going to work this month, not this month, get off the seesaw. <laughs> but if they treat their mama good, <laughs> they check on granny if she's still around. And they got a real job with a 401k insurance. <laughs> Before you throw them back to the pond, <laughs> ask yourself, <laughs> is this something that a little bad body works <laughs> and the trip to Walmart fits? Because <laughs> people don't want to work these days. Oh, Lord. I'm trying sure to figure out how a trip to Walmart fixes it back. <laughs> you know, sometimes you might, you might go get some clippers and some, some shea moisture and get them right. A little deodorant, just you know, just start. Yeah, just make sure they're right on that point. Then you bring out the questionnaire. Do you want a house? Do you know how to save for a house? Okay, me too. I have my yeah. Okay. Oh my goodness, I just learned so much. You really did get me straight though, because I do have the same philosophy. Like some things can be fixed, and like if they're an easily fixable thing you shouldn't discount people for that but also you should take into account do they want do they consider it broken and do they want it fixed because those it might not match and then that's the thing but yeah so let's get back to the song (laughs) (laughs) you really just educated me i thank you for that glad that i can help (laughs) one of the things i remember about this song so i told you how i feel like she i really always want her to write the songs and that's not Mm -hmm. fair because you know she shouldn't have to write every song like if i'm an actor i don't write every movie i'm in but i'm still able to interpret and deliver a great performance right so her a and r from uh, Virgin talks about when they put the album together and selecting the songs, especially for the back half of Demita Joe, which is where this song is. He thought that this song really fit where she was in her life. And that was one of the reasons that she was able to sing it with such passion. I agree with you about the how you feel about her needing to write her own songs. I feel the same way about Jimmy and Terry needs to touch everything, everything that she puts out. Just leaving with May for now, how they produced her vocals, I was like, smart. Keep Jimmy and Terry in the loop in everything you do, Janet, because they know you. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. You know, this past on Super Bowl Sunday and everyone's trying to gin up for justice for Jamita Joe. So I literally had this album on repeat for like two or three days. So it was a good chance to kind of catch up and see was I harsh? Because I really, when I bought it, I probably listened to this thing like five times. And then, you know, this was back yeah. in the CD days. I put it in my CD binder and that CD binder went in the cabinet and that was that. And so <laughs> when Justice for Demita Joe came out, I was like, oh, okay, I'm with it. So I started playing it on repeat. And so I have been listening to the album over and over. And I honestly, I really feel like a jerk for not liking this album because (laughs) Janet talks about how easy this album was to make compared to her other albums in the past. In the past, she was singing about things that were really difficult in her life. Mm -hmm. And this album was easy because life was really good. And I'm like, I want her to be able to sing from a happy place, right? Like, I don't want her to have to be, you know, how we treat Mary J. Blige. Like, she got to have a a terrible time before she could put out a good album. (laughs) 
And I was like, I don't want that to be. And in fact, I think, you know, one of my favorite Janet albums was from a happy place. You know, the Janet album was from a happy place. For me, I guess this album just I didn't feel the connection and this album had a, too many cooks in the kitchen anyways, right? It was like making soup with 44 chefs. Yeah. But this album, to me, I feel bad for not liking it because I think this was probably one of, I hope, many, many, but one of the happiest times of her life. But it just felt like it was from her, but it was not of her. I don't know if that makes sense. It makes sense because, like you, I, too, put this in the CD binder. <laughs> <laughs> And kept and was waiting for college dropout to drop out. <laughs> um, I only had like only two cuts I really listened to, and it was this one and All Night. I kind of didn't give her the justice either, so I apologize for that. This was like the only song that actually kept my attention with the whole album. We're not alone as fans, and that doesn't mean that we're not true fans because there are sometimes your favorite artist may drop something mm-hmm. that you that you just like you know what i know where you going girl yeah and i'm happy listen i'm happy she made this album and again one just because i don't like it a lot of people do mm-hmm. but also two i think art is as much for the artist as it is for the, the people who are partaking in the art and so mm-hmm. if this is what was on your heart mm-hmm. i'm glad it exists i will never begrudge somebody for you know i'm a creative i make a lot of things um, I have a sitcom that a lot of people just do not get. And that doesn't bother me at all because <laughs> I made what I wanted to make. And I'm glad that we did it. We had a great experience and um, I'm glad it's out there. But yeah, so I never begrudge people for and if you're passionate about it, do do what you got to do. So I don't yeah. I don't begrudge it. And I don't think that just because people don't like everything that a person does doesn't make them not a real fan because a real fan it's like i'm gonna let you be you be free Mm -hmm. make what you want to make create what you want to make i'll be here right like (laughs) ask maxwell i'm still here i'll be here (laughs) yeah and uh let's talk about the video just a little bit how about that uh video was directed by dave myers we all love him for all for you i just love dave myers and janet together Mm -hmm. i just feel like it's a, a winning combination uh, it's going to take you way back. It actually premiered on BT Access Granite in March of 2004. Yes. <laughs> way <Yes>. back. <laughs> Access Granite. <laughs> Access Granite. <laughs> they never really had a host. It was just Janet in the camera. Yes, going. she was so the for host. this next shot. <laughs> it was hilarious. I liked it. And I like that concept. I really loved when we used to do all the behind the scenes video things. That was so much fun. In that video, Janet talks about in Access Granted, she talks a little bit about how she connected with Dave for this concept. And basically, you know, the video is pretty simple. It's really stripped down. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dave talks about how they wanted to pay homage to the old school R&B feel. And he really Mm -hmm. talks about, like, I didn't want any gimmicks or any gags, just Mm -hmm. her delivering the sentiment of the song. And just letting the honesty kind of just the the authenticity shine through. Mm -hmm. And Janet said, like, when she when he was pitching the concept for what the video should be, uh, she liked the idea that it was simple. She's like, it was not a lot of hair, was not a lot of wardrobe, not a lot of makeup. (laughs) And she's like, I really hadn't done anything that simple in a while. So, you know, in the video, she's going through the neighborhood 
I think it's they shot it in L.A., but I think it's meant to look like a Brooklyn neighborhood. Yeah. And the video reminds me of a little bit is When I Think of You. But we know right. When I Think of You was not a simple shoot. Um, oh, no. <laughs> that video was moving. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Uh, but that's kind of what it reminds me of a little bit. The, like you say, the video is simple, but I get it because it kind of it matches the song because, you know, she's walking out of her apartment and, you know, she just begins to walk till she finds love. And during the video, you know, there's a couple of guys like, what up, Ma? You know, and Janet's just like, no, I just want you. She has this glaze in her eyes. Her hair is actually, I liked her hair. Now, one thing that I kept wondering was, why was Janet walking around the neighborhood in them high heels? This is, listen, that's your <laughs> only question? I had so many questions. <laughs> but you know, I don't, I don't analyze like that. But I just was like, but at the time, I was just like, Janet, you can't tell me you walking all around looking for your love in them pink high heels. <laughs> this video has so much happening. Like, when she comes out that door of that apartment building, like, everything is happening on this block. <laughs> Like, there's a car party, there's a cookout, somebody is selling t-shirts out of a van, then some kids, they are attacking a pinata, a dude literally right next to them is working on his car, <laughs> and it's, all of this is, like, happening within, like, 35 feet, and it's nighttime, like... <laughs> Why the well, kids busting the piano at night? Why is, why are you working on your car in the dark? He wanted you to feel the the realness. <laughs> yes. Um, so, you know, she goes through the neighborhood. She goes into the store. And I thought this was so crazy. In the video that they actually end up premiering, they admitted her buying condoms. <laughs> yeah, they did. They took out the condoms like because she goes in. Um, you know, she goes to the refrigerator, she gets the juice and she's got the lollipop and she buys the condoms. And you see that in the access granted, granted, mm -hmm. uh, special. But then when you see the actual video premiere, you don't see the condoms. And at first I was like, you know, she likes to send a message. And so, you know, safe sex, all that stuff. So it's interesting that they took it out. I wonder if she was forced to take it out because of, you know, the backlash after Super Bowl or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. or if they just chose to take it out. But I think... If they chose to take it out, I can understand the choice because the whole setup for the video is a woman who is really like she's a little sad thinking about this love that she can't attain. And so she's kind of just walking through the neighborhood in a daze. And that's what the video sets you up to believe. Like, you know, she's sad about not being able to connect with this person that she's obviously interested in. And so I thought if she goes into the store and buys the condoms, that kind of is a giveaway right there. Like. And the big giveaway, the big reveal is supposed to be that she meets her man at the um, Boys and Girls Club at the very end. So she does get the guy. But if she goes to the store and buys the condoms, then it's kind of like, well, she may not have the one she wants, but she got somebody. <laughs> I know what you're finna do tonight. <laughs> Since you put it that way, oh, okay. <laughs> For the story, I could kind of get why they would take it out. Probably people also don't think as hard as I do when I'm watching videos. So no one probably would have cared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the big reveal was her boyfriend at the time, Mr. Jermaine Dupree, which was cute to me. I kind of liked it. I have to confess that I didn't know until you said we were going to talk about this song. So I went and watched the video. I didn't realize I had never made it to the end because when I got to the end and saw Jermaine Dupree, it was a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Really? I was like, he in this video? 
farthest I ever made it was her getting on the bus. Oh, you turned away quick. You were like, okay, I've had enough. From my understanding, it was actually Dave's idea to put Jermaine in there because, you know, around this time, it was a lot of people saying they were dating, were they not dating? Even Janet, who's so private with her, you know, with her love life, she would never really confirm it. So this was like her way of saying, yes, this is my boo or my bae. And it's no other than so, so deaf, JD. <laughs> yeah, it was really interesting to to me because it seemed like Dave Myers was like, he really was trying to get the scoop. Like he was so giddy that he was going to be like kind of the first to confirm that they were in a relationship. He was so giddy in that Access Granted episode. Like I got a secret. Yeah, he was it. just so silly. Apparently Dave asked him first and Jermaine said, no, I don't want to be in the video. And then... Dave Myers asked Janet to ask him and then he said yes and so Jermaine was asking him like why do you want me in this video and he said I see how in love the two of you are and I wanted to document that and then he also went on to say some other stuff about he was trying to make a vision for his future wife or whatever but I do think when you watch the video and when you watch the making of the video you can see like she is Obviously, she's an actress, but I don't know that she was acting like she is over the moon for this guy. <laughs> yeah, this is happy, Janet. Yeah, and I love that. Like, I I want her to be happy. So I love that. Like, we don't know how it ended or why it ended or anything like that. But we do know that there are points in this where she found happiness. And so I love that. Um, yeah, in this video, she was really riding hard for him. Like... I thought I saw a JD navel ring. Right. I'm I think she had the JD navel ring, you know, the uh HD wasn't so good back then, definition wasn't so good. But <laughs> it looked like the same navel ring she's wearing in Vibe magazine and it did say JD. And also, she is wearing a so so deaf emblem on her jacket that she's wearing through the entire video. I didn't notice that. But the little logo is on her arm. Putting it out She there, was riding you know. hard for this, too. Oh, I ain't mad at you. She strikes me as the kind, like, when she in, she in. Oh, yeah. When she not stepping in with one toe, it's like, jump with your whole body head underwater. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> if we gonna do this, let's go full force. Yes. <laughs> but now, I do respect that JD did resign. He was on, like, the Grammy board or something like that. And he resigned. He was like, bump that. If y'all gonna treat Janet like this, psh, y'all don't, I don't need y'all. I was like, go on ahead, boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you know, another thing too that I have to say is like, he didn't really want to be in the video. And one of the reasons he gave, like he said he didn't like doing things that were expected, but also he was just trying to hang back and let Janet be Janet. And he, he, he mm-hmm. said something like, when you get a Janet Jackson project, it should be about Janet Jackson. Yes. And I was like, I appreciate that. And I was like, I got to give him his props. But I do have to wonder where that energy went (laughs) on the next couple (laughs) albums, because I swear he was hollering so, so deaf a lot. (laughs) And that's where the love for JD turned. (laughs) (laughs) This video reminds me a little bit of A. Marie's talking to me. Oh, yeah, because she steps out of the apartment and she gets in the cab with her friends. Mm-hmm. And she's walking through New York and all of that stuff. Yeah. Yes, that was my jam. That's another reason that I wasn't like super hyped about any of this because it didn't feel authentically Janet. And now you got me wondering if I wasn't at the time such a big Kanye fan and such 
one of his big hype men how much i would have loved the song i just love but people song, love it but... and i think that's fair and it is fun yeah one of the best live performances of this song is actually when she performed it on good morning america i just love janet and good morning america performances because they are good one, it's, <laughs> it's, and you have to remind yourself dude it's early it's seven in o'clock the in the morning and she is killing it <laughs> she really be trying to make you late for work because another great performance of this my favorite was on the ryan seacrest show we talked a little bit about um kind of the obviously the backlash from the super bowl but one thing we should recognize is that when I Want You was released, it quickly rose to like number 18 in air- airplay on the radio yeah. before they kind of put the kibosh on it. And I think it would have been a legitimate number one just based on the response that it got in the short time that it was on the radio. It was on its way, if not definitely top 10. Yeah, it made it sure. to number 57 on um, the Hot 100 charts. Like It just makes me sad that she had to go through this. Yeah. And I mean, especially when critics actually gave it love, like they actually had positive reviews about the song. It would have done well. And I'm glad that BET was still able to give it some love and show the access granted. And VH1 still gave it some love. So there was some love for it. It just didn't do radio and MTV, which was kind of the make or break market. MTV didn't play it. And so it just didn't get the awareness and particularly it didn't get the crossover factor mm-hmm. uh, that MTV can provide, especially for a song like that. So I, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. You know, I'm kind of in the middle of I appreciate the greatness of the song, even though it's not my favorite song. I appreciate the product and I just feel like it deserved better. It did. It did. Um it's just funny. I was thinking about the title and I was just like, Janet has a lot of songs with you and want. <laughs> she really <laughs> so, does. <laughs> so can you guess how many songs she has with the word you? With the word you? <laughs> with you. Yeah. I don't know, but I don't even know how many songs she has. But if I had to guess, I'm going to say like. That's my homework. I would say like <laughs> 15% of the songs. So I would say. I'm going to guess 15 songs have the words you in it. Whoa. You on point. You right. Are you serious? (laughs) (laughs) Did you Google that? No, I didn't Google that. Let me check my notes. There's no way. This is my secret. This is my hidden talent that you have now revealed to everyone. Judging distances is my number one skill. If that paid, I would be a billionaire. But also just (laughs) estimating randomness. I'm pretty good at it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Holy crap. I thought I was going to get. I was like, this is going to stump her. (laughs) Why are you always trying to stump me? (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to be the one without the knowledge. (laughs) I need the knowledge. (laughs) Say that's it for us. On behalf of myself, Courtney Stribling, and my cousin, Cousin Cam, we'd like to thank you for spending time with us. If you like our show, please subscribe at iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also chat with us via Twitter and Instagram at JJTodayPod. Feel free to leave us a comment, drop us a like, and tell another Danny Jackson fan about our show. Our intro and outro music, Good For You by THBD, is licensed under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 license. Janet today, Janet tomorrow, Janet forever.